All right, welcome to the sports mashup number 77, September 14th, 2000, September 15th is actually the day that we're recording, uh, 2022, day later this week, no big deal getting it done before the Thursday night football game, but we aren't typically a podcast that discusses tennis, but when, you know, some of the bigger names in the game hang it up, such as Roger Federer, I think it's something that we need to note. And uh, that is why we are noting it at the beginning, because it's not written on here, and I didn't want to forget. So yeah, shout said, out. said it was time to end his career and retire. And I'm not, you know, I'm not big into tennis at all, but there's a few names out there on either side in terms of the men's or women's that you know. And, yeah, I mean, uh, we, just, we just had, what, Venus and Serena retire as double partners? Yep. And I think, did Serena also hang it up for good as a single? I believe so, because with the way Twitter was that night when she bowed out and lost in the U.S. Open, that, uh, yeah. Yeah, and said there was no Serena without Venus. Yeah, so I don't know when we're going to talk about tennis again, but there you go. For any people who listen to this or are into tennis, there you go. Uh, all right, the NBA is where we go next. This will be short and sweet. The referees agree to a new CBA, a.k.a. Collective Bargaining Agreement, through 2028-29. No clue what that entails. Uh, didn't even really know the refs had one, but there you go. I guess they have a union, so, you know, you got to yeah. do that. So there you go. Uh, all right, the NFL, week one in the books. This and first thing shocked me. Well, the kicker carousel, you had Rodrigo Blankenship get cut by the Colts. He, he missed – a chance, I believe he missed a potential game winner either in overtime or late in the fourth when they tied with Houston. So I think it was an overtime. It was like a long 40 yarder. Well, he had injuries last season and he's been pretty inconsistent. Um, and uh, there's a lot of kicker issues in week one. But I mean, this guy was this guy who came out of Georgia, carried them like his rookie year. It was like right after they lost Finitary, they bring in Rodrigo. Everyone, like, man, who's this guy with glasses? Starts murdering balls. And then yeah. has one bad week to start the year. Oh, you're out of here. We already lost our putter, too. Let's just get a whole new kicking room. Well, I want to see his stats from last year because I feel like he struggled last year. Um. It's not – I mean, the 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 kicker situation in the NFL has been pretty disastrous the last few years. Uh, eh. Yeah, he wasn't great last year. Didn't do much because he only played five games. Yeah, definitely was, surprising. Was it he got hurt early in the year? Yeah. And was out the rest? I believe so. So, yeah, I mean, the Colts needed a scapegoat for the fact that they struggled and had to come back from down two touchdowns to be able to go to overtime – against the Texans, who were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league, and they tie. Yeah, because the only guy he seemed to have completed ball to was Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. Who I just happened to be going against. Not great. Uh, and then the Ravens, this happened right before uh, Thursday night's game last week. Uh, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson failed to make an – a contract agreement. Not surprising to me. So basically he's playing on the last year of his rookie deal, I believe. Yep. So we're going to see 
betting on himself. I mean, I don't blame him for it. We'll see if it works out. I mean, it's working out in baseball with Aaron Judge. So who knows? All right, let's uh, let's review week one. Uh, Thursday night football, Bills throttle the Rams. And then after the game, McVeigh says Cam Akers needs to maximize his snaps. I don't, I don't think he even was on the field in the first half. Well, but the coming Bills back looked, from injury. I know he's played a little bit last season, but still. The Bills looked really good. Yeah, I went into that game thinking the Bills are a better team. They're going to win. Uh, but I didn't expect Stafford to be as bad as he was. No. Um, and also a bit the, of a Super Bowl hangover. I think their entire defense struggled outside of Aaron Donald. So I also think people don't realize that the Rams is not the same defense as it was last year. No, you lose Vaughn Miller, and if you're not getting anything from Leonard Floyd, kind of hurts Aaron Donald in terms of teams not really being afraid of uh, the options outside of him. So You also a lost a strong – uh, I don't know what you want to call him, and a veteran in the back, the back end, and Eric Weddle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a key piece down the stretch for them. You lose him out of the defensive back room, where I'm guessing he was more of their voice. Hey, I've seen about everything they can do. I don't even know who their safety is now. Well, I'll say this. Um, it's pretty clear that on the offensive side of the ball, Matthew Stafford had a lot better relationship and uh, chemistry with Odell Beckham Jr. over Allen Robinson, but that could change. Um, but it doesn't seem like Stafford really wants to throw it to anybody other than Cup, which no. can be an issue if you know, you're know you facing a good corner or you're in a situation where you need to use more guys in the offense and Stafford didn't do that. And he was brutal. So and I think Pat McAfee said it best. This game made our show like Josh Allen, all his interviews and everything's all happy, smiling, everything. This game, he showed that Josh Allen is a dog. Fair, fair to say. I mean, teabag and Jalen Ramsey, <laughs> stiff arm and Jalen Ramsey, Josh Allen, uh, there's a reason people believe he's going to win MVP, uh, you know, and that goes into it. I'm not going to completely overact week one, but pretty good. Oh, I didn't see you move the Lillies around. Uh, then you had the Saints-Falcons game. Uh, Will Lutz kicked a 51-yard field goal with 51 seconds left. Falcons, Falcons completely controlled this game. Uh and then the Saints came alive late and end up winning. I mean, the one kicker to really make a clutch kick on his first try, uh, other than I guess Kate York, was Will Lutz. So, I mean, to be fair, Young Hoku's kick was from a mile. Yeah, but the Falcons choked, and I think people realize that the Falcons are not going to be that good this year. I don't I think, think the Saints are going to be that good either. No, I think this game showed that the Falcons are going to be better than. Yeah, they'll be better. What they thought. Like, yeah. Mariota looked pretty good. But then and, also Cordero Patterson still being their number one back. They lost. Damian uh, William got hurt, didn't he? I think so, yeah. 
and they had scratched Allgaier. Yeah, I Drake, mean, I Drake London had a good first game. I don't know if Kyle Pitts really did anything. But yeah, I, I sat, I was between Terry McLaurin, Mike Thomas, and Russell Gage. And I'm thinking, oh, Chris Godwin's probably not going to play much. I'm going to put Russell Gage in because I don't trust Carson Wentz. Terry McLaurin and Mike Thomas both have into third, fourth quarter touchdowns. Mike Thomas has two. And that's what brought the Saints back. Yeah. I mean, because Jameis Winston looked horrid. And then uh, Kamara bruised ribs, which they barely used him in the first half. I think he only had three carries in the first half and only nine for the game. Uh, Steelers, Bengals, Steelers, 23 Bengals, 20 in overtime, TJ Watt, uh, they said he may have torn his peck, but now they're coming out and saying no surgery needed only out six weeks. I thought he was going to be out for the year. Yeah, this game was a shit show. Uh, Burrow was terrible. The Bengals gave the ball away five times. Steelers still barely won and kind of got away with it with how many kicks Boswell was missing. And then they go into overtime and, they keep missing, and uh, yeah, this game was uh, you know a disaster. They were an Evan McPherson extra point away from losing. So I'm not, I don't have a very strong belief in the Steelers and the Bengals. I think they'll be fine. Just just a bad game. I thought Trubisky at least looked good. Yeah, he looked solid. Like he managed the game. He did his job, and without Watt, it's going to be pretty tough for that defense to to do very much. Yeah, because you lost Bud Dupree to free agency over the summer. So now you just have Kim Hayward in the middle. Yep. Jamar Chase did flip off Minka Fitzpatrick. I saw that. Interesting. I mean, we were watching Red Zone, and it seemed like every time they brought this game up, it was Jamar Chase catching the ball. Yep. They did lose uh, – the Bengals did lose T. Higgins in the middle of this game to a concussion. Mm. Dolphins, Patriots, Dolphins 20, Patriots 7. Mac Jones suffered a back injury in the game, On a, uh, but test showed afterwards that things are normal. This is a very unsurprising game to me, uh, just because the Patriots do not play well in Miami or against Miami, at least the last few years. And uh, kind of an expected result. Uh, good start for, for Tua with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, so... We'll see what the Dolphins are, but I just think the Bills are so much better than anybody in that division. Yeah. Uh, Commanders come back and beat the Jags 28-22. This was probably the uh, like most underrated game in the second half. Like First half, it was a snooze fest. Second half, offense, like it was just going yeah well i have a couple takeaways number one carson wentz is terrible he's still terrible like that interception that he threw to trayvon walker from like two feet away is like the most carson wentz play ever yeah but yet he he throws two deep ball dimes to Jahan dotson yeah Yeah. and he threw a nice one to mclaurin as well my other takeaway is that uh, i think curtis samuel might 
be good this year for them. He looked really good in the first half, not so much in the second half, but uh, signed a contract last year, got hurt, looked pretty good to me. He stood out. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, not there yet. And also James Robinson should still be used a little bit more than he has been. I think it opens up uh, Curtis Robinson having Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dodson. Yeah, it helps. And he's eligible. Car- so. I mean, and Carolina, it was Robbie Anderson and him. Yeah. And, you know, the health factor is big as well. Uh, Colts, Texans, 20 to 20, ending a tie in overtime. I wrote uh, Texans, I think, shocked the world that they even tied this game. Well, I'll say this. I think um, Davis Mills is still better than people give him credit for. And it's going to take a little bit for the Colts with Matt Ryan. So that's kind of my takeaway. Not really concerned about the Colts that much because the Titans look just as bad, if not worse. So no, Matt Ryan yeah. just needs to throw the ball to somebody else other than Michael Pittman or people are just going to key on him. Yep. I don't even think, I don't even know if any of the time they had the ball like inside the 20, if they even threw the ball to Mo Alley Cox. I don't recall it. That other, uh, is Austin Pruitt? He looked good for the Colts. I I don't know. I wasn't even paying that much attention to the game. Uh, being honest, Vikings Packers Vikings twenty three Packers seven. Justin Jefferson does what Justin Jefferson does every time. It cut to this game. It was also him getting a catch. Yeah, the Packers uh, plan was bad. They played a lot of zone. They didn't let Jair Alexander just shadow Jefferson. And the two plays where you saw that happen, where they targeted Jefferson, offensive pass interference and a pass breakup. So the plan was bad. They didn't have the the, the right coverage. They were doomed from the start. I, I just think that as long as the Packers win Sunday, we can kind of just, just say what week one is for them, which is a game where they're probably not going to win and they're going to look bad because the same thing happened last year. As long as they can – Fix that with a week two victory. I think that changes things. Uh, I'm not that concerned. I will I, say the game is probably different if Christian Watson catches that first pass. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like their run defense looked good. Their defense overall, other than the busted coverage in the first half for Jefferson, I thought looked faster, looked sharper. Like Quay Walker was mauling guys before he got hurt. Like, I mean, so they held Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Madison yeah. broke a couple decent yeah. runs, but. Well, you have Kenny Clark, you have uh, Jaron Reed, and you have um, Devontae Wyatt in the middle now. It's much better, much fat. Like their defense overall in the secondary, it wasn't that noticeable in the game just because they were getting burnt for most of it. But like the linebackers are faster. You can just tell the defense is better. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of that with a little bit more success on Sunday night, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. I forgot you guys got the guy that the Bucks were like, nah. Yeah. I don't know why we're passing this guy, but we'll just give him to Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, and then the Chargers, 24, Raiders, 19. Uh, Carr struggled to throw the ball to anybody not named Devontae Adams. Yeah. Uh, I think this shows, and we'll probably see it tonight, I think Herbert is going to make a, another big step this season. Uh, I don't know about the Raiders' offense kind of looked a lot like the Packers offense in some games where they weren't good, where just Adams gets a boatload of targets and nobody else does anything. Kind of hard to win those games, especially when you have Renfro and Waller not doing anything. 
not yeah, giving like the he chance didn't, to do anything. So he didn't even throw the ball to Renfro till like the fourth. Yeah, the NFC or the AFC West has been all hype. Like everybody's so hyped up, but they they forgot that the two best teams in that division by far are the ones that are playing tonight. The Raiders and the Broncos were overrated from the start. I know it's only one week and they'll probably both be fine and still be good, solid teams, but the Chargers and Chiefs are much better teams because they have elite, high-level quarterbacks. I don't think Russell Wilson is that anymore. I think Derek Carr is good but not great. I think you could say that about Wilson now too. And look at the pass rushers that the Chargers have and look at just the offense that the Chiefs have. I think that those two teams that are playing tonight are way better than the other two. The only thing that's going to hurt the Chargers is Keenan Allen being out with his hamstring injury and how long he's going to be out. Yeah, that'll hurt. That'll hurt. But when you have a quarterback like Herbert, I think he's going to start to elevate other guys, and I think that'll be that'll be big. All right, uh, the Bears beat the Niners nineteen to ten. Elijah Mitchell out at least two months, torn MCL. So kind of a very wet, muddy game. Uh, pretty disastrous in the second half in terms of the weather, but. This game tells me nothing about either team other than Trey Lance. I really don't know. Because when you watch him, it's like, oh, God, that arm angle is brutal. But I think there's skill and, and athleticism and traits there. But, man, neither of these teams is very good. Uh, I think no. the Niners are going to take a big step back. I think I the mean, Bears might be a little bit better than people expected. But I didn't really learn much about from this no, game. No, the conditions of this game really, I think, limited both offenses. Yeah. But, I mean, what is this now? At least four years in a row, the Niners lose their starting back week one? I didn't know that was a thing, but sounds right. Uh, who, who was it they lost last year? Raheem Mostert they lost. The year before that, it was... Um, Oh, just lost his lost his name. But it's been like at least three or four years they've lost their starting back week one. Yeah, it's brutal, especially when you got to play in conditions like this. It makes it even worse. A uh, bit of an entertaining game here. Got close late. Eagles beat the Lions 38-35. They did lose Derek Barnett for the year with torn ACL. Uh, Eagles have been a bit overhyped to me. Uh, good roster, but I don't know how good they are. But the NFC East is very much open. And the Lions, I think everybody's expected them to take a bit of a jump, maybe win six, seven games. And it's not bad in this game. Their offense is pretty good. So we'll see. I think every running back on the roster for the Eagles ran a touchdown in. Yeah, Gainwell, Sanders. Um, Boston Scott. Yeah, Boston Scott. They had a bunch of different guys score. A.J. Brown was great, too. So uh, there you go. A uh, bit of a boring one here. Ravens beat the Jets 24 to – does that say 24 to 9? Yeah. Uh, they lost cornerback Kyle Fuller to the year with torn ACL. So that's another injury, and it's another one at MetLife Stadium. So questions continue for that. And I think the Ravens have been a little bit underrated just because people don't think that Lamar can stay healthy or something. And I just think that the Ravens are always going to be good. It's just how good. And I think that they can win this division. Uh, and I'm not going to take too much away, though, because it was the Jets. And it was the yeah. Jets with Joe Flacco. And, it, like, I mean, they only scored on all deep balls. 
Devin DuVernay scored twice on a deep ball, and so did Rashad Bateman. For the Jets, they got to use Garrett Wilson more because uh, when he had the ball early, he looked like very, very sharp, very quick and uh, elusive. So he's got to be used more. You used a first round pick on him anyway. You're not going anywhere this season. You're not making the playoffs. You got to use these guys as much as you can. Yeah. I think so, Mark Andrews was quiet, though, in this game for the Ravens. Yep. Uh, you had the Browns beat the Panthers 26-24. Panthers battled back, lost in a last-second field goal, an absolute bomb from Cade York, the rookie kicker out of LSU. The only kicker that was drafted last year. Yeah, and there's why right there. And, uh, you know, Baker is what Baker is. He's not that good. I mean, let's just be honest. I don't think the Panthers – I think it's going to be a two-horse race with one favorite between Mike McCarthy and Matt Rule for who gets fired first in season. I think Rule's probably going to be the one that gets fired first. Yeah, because McCarthy's going to have the excuse that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to that when we get to the Cowboys game. But a pretty much a boring game that started really slow. It took a while for teams to get going, and the Browns control, and then the Panthers came back, and the Browns still won. So they're 1-0. I think that's their first week one victory, like, in a very, very, like, maybe 15, 20 years that they've won in week one. I think Browns. we we can go ahead and say it now. Did every quarterback that got traded who played their old team lose? Uh, Baker, Russell, Flacco. Yeah, all three lost. Yeah. There you go. Uh, a shocker, the Giants' aggressiveness pays off. They beat the Titans 21-20. Randy Bullock. Missed a game-winning field goal. And the Giants are 1-0 in the Brian Dable area era. If I had to pick, I would have picked, if you told me Jets or Giants, which one starts 1-0, I would have picked the Jets. I wouldn't have picked the Giants. Uh, if Saquon could stay healthy and play like that, I mean, we're going to start talking about, okay, maybe it wasn't the worst idea to draft a running back there. Yeah, because this, I mean, I picked up the Titans defense and uh, sat, the Rams defense, which looked like it was paying out for him in the beginning, and then all of a sudden the Giants came back. I mean, yeah, Sterling Shepard caught a bomb and broke a tackle to score. Yeah, I mean. Derrick Henry didn't look that great. I don't think this means the Giants are going to be anything this year, but that's a, a very nice win. Uh Chiefs destroy the Cardinals 44-21. Mahomes has five touchdowns. I think this might have been the quickest, okay, this game's over game of the week because it was over quickly. Yeah, they scored on what their first three drives. I believe so. And then you had Butker get hurt on the kickoff and then come back and like make a bomb field goal on pretty much one leg. So you had that. Yeah, he got hurt on, on their second kickoff or their kickoff after their first touchdown, then their safety came in, kicked an extra point. Yeah. Yeah. Then he then he kicked an absolute bomb on the kickoff. Yep. Not bad. And then I think he missed a field goal or, I think he or did, an extra yeah. point, and then they're like, uh, Bucker, can we take this thing up? Yeah, and it worked, so there you go. And I think Mahomes was like 33 to 38. Yeah, it was dominant. The Cardinals are frauds. I think the entire NFC West once was was a division with four good teams is now a division with maybe like one 
and a half good teams. I think AJ Green was non-existent. They're frauds. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen when they get very interesting Cardinals Raiders game this week. Like when they, when they get uh, DeAndre Hopkins back, you don't know how that'll change their offense. But I mean, you're still not talking till week seven for that. Raiders Cardinals this week. Neither one of those teams needs wants or can afford to start out zero and two. So that'll be an interesting game. I believe it's in Vegas. Not one hundred percent sure. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Bucks beat the Cowboys 19-3. to What was it else? Andy Reid said that the injury for one of their players was due to the Cardinals' turf. Uh, I didn't hear about that. Not surprised. It was in his press turf. conference after the game. I mean, now ever since Super Bowl, everyone's now hating on turf, which we discussed before. Yeah. Uh, Bucks beat the Cowboys 19 to three. Bit of a snooze fest on Sunday Night Football. Dak Prescott had surgery Monday on injured throwing thumb. They'll have Cooper Rush start this week with Will Greer as their uh, second. Yeah, they back. brought him up off the practice squad. This game was boring. Uh, kind of expected. I thought the Cowboys would play a little bit better, but they're frauds, and they always they, they have been for a long time. So, not that surprised. Uh, bit surprised to see Godwin out there. In terms of like playing and stuff, yeah, but I which did he did read, hurt his hamstring. Yeah, and I did read that neither him, Evans, or Julio practiced today. So I guess that's something to watch. I think Evans, Evans and I think Evans yeah. and Julio are just veteran. Yeah. Julio looked better. So yeah, he's in better. I mean, shape. they had they had him running the ball. Yeah, I think this would be good for Julio if he can stay healthy. And uh, yeah, boring game. And I thought Monday night was. While the score would indicate that it might have been a bit boring, the Broncos lose to the Seahawks 17-16. Broncos missed on two drives from the one-yard line. And I like I thought it was – was it two or three? Because they had the fumble. I guess – well, I guess they got – their third time they got – they were like inside the five and they got backed up and then didn't score a touchdown. So, yeah, they were really bad inside the red zone. They had the weird decision to – kick the huge field goal and miss rather than going for it. Well, so that then was odd. Having that play stop with over a minute left and then not calling a timeout until 20 seconds was left on the clock, which kind of, I think, forced the field goal. Bizarre, yeah. Like if you call – you had all three timeouts. You call your first timeout with a minute left and go for it on fourth and nine. It's a little different than waiting until there's 20 seconds left. Which on the Manning cast, it was the Mannings and Shannon Sharp, so they were all going nuts about it. Yeah, and then you also had um, the Jamal Adams injury. He will be out for the rest of the year. That trade continues to look better for the Jets. And the Seahawks get a surprising win. Geno Smith looked good, so we'll see where this goes for them. And now we shift over. Well, How'd you do in your fantasy? Uh, I'm in two leagues. I won both of my games. I had uh, Javante Williams. I needed like 11 points from him, and he got to 11, and then he went back down to nine after he fumbled. So I was like, okay, if he doesn't get this, I'm going to be very annoyed. But I ended up winning by 10 in that league. In the other league, uh, I won uh, handily with you know bad week from Rodgers. I still won by uh, double digits. So, yeah, I won both of my games. Yeah, I won by uh, 23. I mean, Mahomes helped me. 
and then he also had Cole Komet, who had zero points. Well, I could have won by like 50 if I would have put Michael Thomas in over Russell Gage. Mahomes is going to score a lot this year. I think that was on display. We'll see tonight. I think he might not have the same production tonight as he did on Sunday, but regardless. Uh, yeah, he's not going to get 34.9, but he's still going to get 20. Probably, yes. All right. Uh, let's go over to golf. Um, as we're speaking, day one has started on the Fortnite Championship. Once again, defending championship Mac our defending champion Max Homa at the Silverado Resort and Spa on the North Course in Napa, California. Yeah, we will not have picks for this, but I hope Max wins and defends his title. So there you go. So while everybody's getting ready for Sunday Night Football at Lambeau, Max is going to win another golf tournament. Nobody's paying attention. Just like last year when he won this, uh, it was the Chiefs-Ravens Sunday Night game. And once again, Max wins a golf tournament when nobody's paying attention. That's what we love about Max. So there you go. Uh, all right. Shall we go over to Major League Baseball now? Yeah, you had veteran pitcher Edwin Jackson retired last Friday on his 39th birthday and the 19th anniversary of his MLB debut. Uh, Jack, he was a journeyman. He pitched for 14 teams. A uh, legend on the 2011 Cardinals, so there you go. Yeah, I didn't even realize he played for 14 teams. I knew it was up there. He'd been traded a ton, too, so... I think he was drafted by the White Sox is where he started. No, he pitched for the Cubs and Cards. Or no, he's drafted by the Dodgers is where he started. But then I think he pitched for both Chicago teams, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was out there. I think he was on the Mets at one point, too. Uh. Pools hits his 697th home run Sunday versus Pittsburgh to pass A-Rod for fourth all-time. Yeah, he's got about 20 games to play with, 19 games to play with to hit three more. Uh, hopefully he can do it, but either way, I think a great goal this year would have been passing A-Rod to get to fourth, and he has done that. Yeah, he's, uh, he stands behind Bonds at 762, Hank Aaron at 755, and Babe Ruth at 714. We'll see if he gets to 700. It's I wouldn't be close. I wish he could play one more year just to pass Babe Ruth. He's not getting to Hank Aaron. No. But it'd be – I mean, he's sitting second in, like, total bases. He's now at, like, I don't know, what was it, 2,200? And he's up there in RBIs, too. I don't know where he's at in RBIs, but he's up there. Yeah, he's second player in MLB history to reach 2,200 hits. Hank Aaron has 2,297. And he's also at 2,200 RBIs, which is third all-time. 15 RBIs away from passing Babe Ruth, but that probably won't happen. Either way, pretty good company. So, yeah, it's been a great season. Uh, the Rockies, C.J. Crone, hits a 504-foot home run against the D-backs on Friday, second longest in the StatCast era. It's been a good year for Crone in Colorado. So, 
it was a bomb. Big time. Uh, then you had Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina break the battery mate record to stand alone at 325 starts together. That is a record that will never be broken. No, I think the most current one's at 105. And I don't think we're going to have very many pitchers that get to 325 starts in their career at this point just because guys aren't starting 30-plus games a year anymore for the most part. And we're talking 30-plus games a year for like nine or ten years, which is hard to do. Yeah, and, and with nor, the same guy. Yeah, nor are they staying with the same team. Right. Yeah, like Yachty, Yachty got called up in 04, Wayno got called up in 05, but Wainwright didn't become a starter until 07? 2000, yeah, 2007. So, I mean, these guys had 15 years to do this. Yeah, and that it well, 14 if you include Wainwright, 2011 didn't pitch at all. So, less time there. But either way, I mean, yeah, this is an unbreakable record, no doubt. So, uh, players of the week. I'm going to go with uh, Freddie Freeman, who's kind of gotten his way into being first in the NL on average by like five or six points now. Uh, 10 for 21, 476 average, three home runs, seven RBIs, 15-24 OPS. Just a, a really good season for Freeman. The power numbers haven't been there for a first baseman for what you'd like, but he's batting 330 and he's driven in a lot of runs. He's been very consistent and solid uh, for the Dodgers, and the Braves have been fine without him. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to go with Minnesota's Luis uh, Arreyes, but I went with uh, the Angels center fielder Mike Trout. I mean, come back off his injury, or his injury, he's been playing well. Uh, six for 19, four runs, one double, three home runs, eight RBIs, two walks. And still with his timeout, he's tied fourth in home runs at 35. I was going to say, there's a good chance that he finishes like second in home runs this year. Even with the time he missed. Yeah. And the Angels are about to finish under 500 for the seventh year in a row. Longest streak in baseball. So great job, guys. Uh, all right. NHL, quick one here. The Blues re-signed Jordan Cairo forward at 75 points in 74 games last season. Was an all-star, 24 years old, I believe. Uh, Eight-year deal worth $8.125 million per season, the exact same deal that they gave center Robert Thomas just a month ago. So, yeah, get it done, lock them up. I'm a fan of the deal. And All right. We got college football top 25. Yep. Uh, number one, Georgia moves up to number one, rightfully so. Bama wins, but they drop to number two. Ohio State is three. Michigan is four. Clemson is five. Uh, Oklahoma goes up one to six. USC goes up three to seven. Oklahoma State goes up three to eight. Kentucky goes up 11 to number nine. Arkansas up six to 10. Yeah, Michigan State up three to 11. BYU beat Baylor. They're up nine to 12. Miami, a bit of struggles early, but they ended up winning. They go up two to 13. Utah drops one to 14, and Tennessee beats Pitt, goes up. Nine to fifteen. Yeah, we keep questioning BYU and how they were the underdog, or they were the uh, favorite favorite against uh, who? Baylor. Yeah, who was the number nine team? And well, B BYU is going to get smoked this week. But we'll get to that. Uh, NC State goes up two 
to 16. Baylor dropped 8 to 17. Florida dropped 6 to 18. Wake Forest up 4 to 19. Ole Miss up 2 to 20. Texas loses, but they go up to 21 after an impressive performance against Alabama. Penn State goes from unranked to 22. Pitt, uh, Pitt drops 6 to 23. Texas A&M brutal loss to App State. They drop 18 to 24. And Oregon goes from unranked to 25, just in time for them to smoke BYU. What was I saw? A&M paid Appalachian State 1.2 or 1.25 million to come play them. Lost. Notre Dame pays Marshall. Marshall 1.5 million to come play them and gets beat. There's always those stories, and uh, we saw it again. Well, plus we're both Notre Dame haters, so yep, that was great to see Notre Dame absolute frauds. They're, they, I mean, they're. If anybody thought they had a chance to get to the New Year's Six, that's over. So already done. Damn shame, really. Uh, all right, let's do the picks. Major League Baseball is where we start, but last week to talk about last week. Yeah, last week I went ten and eleven, three and two in baseball, five and three in college football, and then two and six in the NFL. Wasn't very good in the NFL. I went uh, eleven and ten, four and one in baseball. Finally getting back on track there. Uh, three and five in college football, four and four in the NFL. Well, you did better in the NFL than I did. Yeah. All right. Major League Baseball Friday picks. Go ahead. Uh, I got the White Sox minus one fifty five over the Tigers. The Brewers. Or wait, the Braves minus 175 over the Phillies. Yankees minus 130 over the Brewers. Angels plus 135 over the Mariners. And the Dodgers minus 170 over the Giants. Dustin May is making the start tonight or tomorrow for the Dodgers. All right, I'm taking the Red Sox minus 195 against the Royals. The Rangers plus 130 at the Rays. The Brewers plus 110 at the uh, versus the Yankees. D-backs plus 135 against the Padres. And the Dodgers minus 170 at the Giants. Uh, all right, college football picks. Uh, yeah, ATC, I got Florida State minus 120 or minus 2.5 over Louisville. Taking Syracuse minus one and a half against Purdue. I thought, wait, was Syracuse's favorite in that? Yeah, unless I wrote it wrong. No, I might have seen that and then was wondering because they were one and one and Purdue is two and oh, so. Yeah. Or no, Purdue is one and one. They lost week one to Penn State. State. Yeah. Uh, Big 12, I got Oklahoma minus 11 over Nebraska, who. I guess we didn't mention also fired head coach Scott Frost. Nebraska's a bunch of frauds. I'll take Oklahoma minus 11 as well. Uh, Big 10, I got Maryland minus two and a half over SMU. Uh, I have Michigan State plus three at Washington. Uh, Pac 12, I have Washington minus three over number 11, Michigan State. Uh, I have USC minus 12 and a half against Fresno State. Uh, SEC, I have Mississippi State minus two and a half over LSU. Didn't want to take a big spread, but Georgia is so dominant. I'm taking the Bulldogs minus 25 at South Carolina. Start off the SEC play with a bang. That's not as big as I saw in some. I saw one was 49 and a half, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Bama, I think Bama's 49 and a half. 
And then our three primetime games. You got number 22, Penn State versus Auburn. I'm taking Penn State minus three. Yep, I'm taking Penn State minus three as well. Uh, then number 12, BYU versus 25, Oregon. Oregon is the favorite at three and a half. Ducks, easily. Uh, I didn't want to, but I'm taking BYU plus three and a half. You would be wrong, but go for it. I mean, hey, we've been betting against them. I just had to go with them once. Fair. And then lastly, you got 13 Miami versus uh, 24 Texas A&M. A&M is a six-point favorite. I am taking Miami plus six. I'm going to take A&M. They got to be annoyed after last week. I think Miami's fairly fraudulent, so I'll take Texas A&M minus the six. All right. NFL week two. Yeah, and then this week we're picking uh, Thursday night, Sunday night, both Monday night games, and then just four Sunday games. Yep. Uh, Thursday night is Chargers at Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs minus four. I am going to take the Chargers plus four. All right, and then my four Sunday games, I got the Dolphins plus three and a half over the Ravens. Steelers plus two over the Patriots, Panthers plus two over the Giants, and then the Lions minus one over the Commanders. I am taking the Patriots minus two at the Steelers, taking the Lions minus one over the Commanders. I'll take the Cardinals plus five and a half at the Raiders, and I will take the Colts minus three and a half at the Jags. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Bears at Green Bay. Green Bay is a nine and a half point favorite. I will take the Bears plus the nine and a half, but I think the Packers still win. Yes, I am taking the same and think the same because what does Aaron Rodgers do? Owns the Bears. Uh, Monday Night Football first game: Titans at Bills. Bills minus ten is the spread. I'm going to take the uh, the route of the Titans are annoyed after last week and the Bills are being so hyped up that it will come back down to earth a little bit. I think the Bills win the game, but I'll take the Titans plus 10. I'm going to take the Bills minus 10. I thought about it. Uh, second game, Vikings at Eagles. Eagles are the two-point favorite, though I'm taking the Vikings plus two. Yeah, me too. I think the Vikings are a better team. I don't care what anybody says. And I don't think the Eagles are going to have an answer for Jefferson. And if they do, then Thielen is still there. And I don't think the Eagles will be able to stop the run with Kirk and Madison. And Rieger also gets another week of practice with Kirk Cousins. And he's going back. Revenge game, yeah. Revenge game. All right. uh, That'll do it for us. We'll see you next Wednesday for another one, number 78. And uh, enjoy the football this week. A lot of football coming this week, and we'll talk about it all next week. We'll see you then on the Sports Mashup. Deuces.